You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 23-year-old Shanae Wesley of Marietta, California. She was a single mother and a nursing student, and she had a three-year-old son named Malachi. October 30th, 2012, Shanae went out that night with some friends. Now she was in line with her friend Aaron and a few guys they just met, and they went to Bullpen Burgers and Links. The next morning, Waterstone Apartments was on fire. That's where Shanae lived with her son. The fire came from the master bedroom. A naked female body was found on the floor in the master bedroom. Shanae's car, a 2006 Chevrolet Cobalt, was missing. The police knocked on neighbors' doors, and they found out Shanae and the upstairs neighbor, Jason Patterson, did not have a good relationship. But he was the one who saved Shanae's son from the fire. He tells police he was awoken from the fire alarm and he smelled smoke that was coming from the apartment below his. He began knocking on the door, but it was unlocked. So when nobody answered, he went inside. And he just happened to be a firefighter. The coroner conducted an autopsy. The body was identified as Shanae Wesley through dental records. She didn't have soot in her lungs, which means she was dead before the fire started. The fire was a cover-up for a homicide. She was sexually assaulted. The police interviewed Shanae's friend Aaron, and she told them about the guys they met, that they hung out together at the club, and Shanae invited the guys back to her place. But she had to go and pick up her child first from the babysitter's. Shanae told the guys that she lived at the Waterstone Apartments, but she didn't tell them her apartment number. So Shanae and Aaron left to go and pick up Shanae's son from the babysitter. Then Shanae dropped Aaron off at home, and she went home herself. Then Aaron gets a call from the guys asking what Shanae's apartment number is. So Aaron calls Shanae and finds out Shanae has changed her mind. Now, Shanae's son was only three years old at the time, but the police had to try to interview him to see if they can get any information. So they got a social worker that deals with juveniles who are victims of serious crimes to sit in a room and talk to her son. And her son tells the social worker that Shanae's ex-boyfriend, Ryan King, might have been in the apartment before the fire. You're Ryan? Who's Ryan? And is there anyone who makes mommy cry? Yes. Who? Oh, Ryan. Ryan makes mommy cry? Yes. So the police interview Ryan. Ryan tells police that he was nowhere near Shanae's apartment that night. That he goes to a technical college and he carpools with somebody else. And they were in class. He talked about that earlier today and he pointed out a picture said that you were there yesterday. No, I did. So you were not at her apartment yesterday. No one's going to ID you and say that dude was there. So Ryan gave the police a DNA sample. And it turns out Ryan was not the individual who had sex with Shanae. Then Aaron gave the police the name of the three guys that they met in line. Alfred, 
to Corey and Nathan. And she gives the police Nathan's phone number. So the police interview him. And he tells police that they drove around the complex, but they never got out of the car. And they end up leaving. So you never got out of your car. You never saw her after you guys split ways from the bullpen. Did you ever have any contact with her after that? No. So the police interviewed Decorey and Alfred, and they have the same story. So the police collect their DNA. The police check Shanae's phone records. And there's some calls that took place after 3 a.m. that morning. The police call the phone number. And he tells the police that he was with Shanae. And his name is Rodney Piper. So the police brought him in for questioning. And he tells police that he and his friend KB went to Shanae's apartment. And he had sex with Shanae. And while they were having sex, they heard a bang on the door. And when they opened the door, they saw a water bottle on the floor. And KB was gone. I do want you to know you're not under arrest. Oh, yeah, you're free to go. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you coming in. That's excellent. I know I'm free to go. I'm, I'm happy I got it. I had about an hour to drink. She don't really drink too much. When I, when I went to her house, we was laughing about it, about them guys outside. I was like, what, they looking for you or something? She's like, yeah, they was going to want to come over. Are right, all three of you drinking? Yeah, we're all just drinking together, chilling. Like a... We sitting in the living room at first. Yeah, we're all just drinking together, chilling. We were sitting in the living room at first. We had closed the door. My friend was in the front room. Okay, so we closed the door. A little bit, uh, she was talking for a little bit, and she started kissing on me or whatever. Yeah, I threw a water bottle against the door. So I gave her another kiss, and I was leaving, and my friend wasn't outside. I guess he had walked off, and I'm walking out, and I sat by my car just waiting for my friend for at least 15, 20 minutes. Like, damn, and you didn't have a car. No. The police tried to locate KB. But Rodney did not know his real name. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. The police find out that his real name is Marcus McGlown and he has a criminal record. But the police don't know where he is, so they arrange a phone tap and ask Rodney to call him. Marquis was staying at a house his girlfriend was staying at. Shanae's vehicle was located in a church parking lot about 1.6 miles from his girlfriend's place. The fabric on the driver's seat was cut out and the exterior of the car was doused in bleach. So the police locate Marquise, and he tells the police a completely different story than Rodney. He tells the police that Shanae had sex with him and Rodney, and that he didn't use a condom, and he kept his shirt on. He tells police that he had sex with her first, then Rodney had sex with her after. And he says that he hitched a ride home with some guy named Ernest. But his girlfriend told police that he picked him up around 8 a.m., six blocks from where the car was dumped. When the police question him about Shanae's car, he tells them he doesn't know if she even has a car. Then the detective tells him they found the car, and they show him the picture. Then his story changes. He tells police that he lied because he didn't want to get in trouble for car theft, and that he took her car and went to Walmart. He's seen on surveillance around 7 a.m. 
at Walmart buying bleach and an X-Acto knife. He used the bleach to clean off any DNA. And that was less than an hour from when the fire was reported. Police question Rodney again, and he tells them that Marquise was lying. The police look for defensive wounds, and they search Rodney, and he had none. Then they search Marquise, and he had a lot of defensive wounds. Then he tells police that the scratches were from having sex, but he originally told police that he had his shirt on during sex. Marquise was charged with murder. I mean, I'm giving you an opportunity to tell me your side of the story. You're sad this story, you're not doing it. So I'm going to take what I have and we're going to charge you accordingly. I'm giving you an opportunity and you're not taking it. And you can't. I can't. I have plenty of evidence. Yeah, there you get Okay. Hang tight for a second. This is And it was confirmed Marquis' DNA was found inside Cheney. The police believe that while Cheney was having sex with Rodney, Marquise took Sinead's keys, which included the keys to her apartment. Then Marquise waited until Rodney left and went back to her apartment and used her key to get in because there was no forced entry. Then he raped her and used the vodka to start the fire. During a pretrial, he pleaded guilty in exchange for the death penalty being withdrawn. He withdrew his guilty plea during sentencing because he claimed he was pressured and manipulated from his defense team. But after consulting with his defense attorney, he decided not to pursue a motion to retract his plea deal. Marquise was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, per his plea agreement. What a monster. He left Sinead's three-year-old son in the burning apartment. 
What kind of person does that? Luckily, he was rescued from the neighbor who happened to be a firefighter. Marquise is exactly where he needs to be. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Please like and subscribe. And please remember, sharing is caring. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.